This week's episode is brought to you by the Products to Profits eCourse, a four-step product marketing system with proven strategies that deliver value to your clients, earns their trust, and increases your revenue. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, we are talking to the lovely Cinzia Cozzolino, founder of the Smoothie Bombs, a smoothie booster range that uses superfoods to bring an abundance of nutrition and taste to a regular smoothie. Cinzia's business journey is so fascinating. Her product came about due to a personal need when her youngest daughter stopped eating breakfast and Cinzia needed to find a convenient and healthy alternative. So since then, smoothie bombs have gone on from being handmade in the home kitchen to being available in nine different countries, including at the iconic US department store, Macy's. Welcome, Cinzia. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) I've been really looking forward to our chat so much. I just love the story of how your business started. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Yeah, I'll try and keep it nice and concise. The story is, like you mentioned, I had a really fussy teen who was driving me crazy. I had just done a nutrition degree, so I was really jam-packed full of all these great ideas about what to give kids and why to make them healthy, and my one was just a no-go. She wasn't doing what I wanted. And so that's how I kind of juggled a few things that I had in my kitchen, thought, what if I put them together? How, how do I do it? Came up with this kind of booster, smoothie bomb booster. And um, from there, it kind of like evolved, really. It just evolved. It grew. <laughs> and she it. Look, she really started taking it on. And then her school friends started sort of asking me for some. And then I had I'd worked in the um, hospitality industry, so I knew a lot of people that owned cafes and and I kind of would give them some to try and they were like, we love them, can we have more? So really it started off initially as this thing in my family and me kind of growing it in the community that I was in, in St Kilda, in Melbourne. That's where it started really. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And, And, you know, being able to bring in your nutritional um, skills into something like this to solve a problem um, and just starting off in your own kitchen I mean looking for a way to make sure your daughter had a healthy breakfast um, I just think so many of us start small in our own homes and then they you know they dream about expanding the way you have so tell us when did you decide to go global and what motivated you to take that big leap well, the global thing, you know, I always had an idea that that's where it would go. Well, always, when I say, once I realised it was taking off here, I thought I'd love to be able to go global because I had, I've got an older daughter that lives in the US. So to me, you know, it made sense that I needed to do, do that. But I didn't actually sit down and go, right, I'm going to go global. Really, what helped me to get there was uh, the internet, like social media, because... 
really, to tell you the truth, I was contacted by a lot of these brands that that brought me over overseas. I didn't sit down and go, mm, okay, I'm going to hit the US, I'm going to hit... I, what happened mm. in, in actual fact is that they contacted me, which is incredible in itself. And that I is that, amazing. Yeah, and I think it was based pretty much on the fact that they could see me on Instagram and on Facebook and that messaging, they saw the uh, the kind of the the amount of people that were coming in and using the product and they just wanted a part of it. I think that's what's going on in this new day and age of business. People are getting it from, they, you know, they can find brands anywhere in the world. I do it. I'm, I'm online and I'm like finding things and it's not that hard to get them to you. So I think I was really lucky. I think that the product was appealing enough for these buyers from all these different places in the world to reach out and contact me um, and, yeah. and it's been working. So it's, you know, I've, I've, I think I've been really lucky. Yeah, I think you strategically you have placed yourself um, at, to be available and to be able to scale as well. I think a lot of people can be quite fearful of taking that big leap, especially yeah. when you're going to be producing um, you know, it's a food-based product that you have to produce it on such big volume. And starting out small is how most people do that. And then they have, then they're faced like with what you've done with a massive, big scaling up uh, in the business in order to get you know your product out there. And now you're actually stocked internationally, which is just well, let amazing me, let me brand awareness. Exactly. Well, let me tell you how because yes, I get it. I get it. If I was just a mum at home that had come up with this idea and you're kind of building up a bit and you're putting it in stores and like, this is great. But then when you get a big order, what are you going to do? So I kind yes, of, exactly. I kind of piled up in small bits. My first big order, I don't know if you know about this was um, the, I got an order from the Prince of Dubai wanted something oh. like at the time, this is back in 2000. 15, he wanted like, um, I think it was 500 of each. We had the green bomb and the chocolate bomb. I think they got a thousand, a thousand of each flavor. And we wow. were still at that time and rolling, right? So that was like, when that order came through, I'm like, how am I going to do this? Not only the fact that we had to spend, I think we spent a week and I got all friends in, everyone came in, of course, with gloves and all yes. the stuff we're supposed to do. We did it all hygienically, but to me, I did have that thing of like, if I'm exporting, I need to be doing this yes. in the factory, not not yeah. doing it. I mean, we it wasn't at home. I was in a commercial kitchen, but I, I yeah. just wanted to, to get it to get the legalities of that done pretty quickly. Because I thought this is yeah. I'm scaling. I'm scaling. I need to work it out. And that's when I went to start talking to manufacturers. And a lot of manufacturers don't like small, small, um, they don't, and, and I get it. Look, now, when I'm now with my business hat on, I get why they don't because they've got these machines, they've got these production lines, and you know, yeah. that, that machine brings in a certain amount of money each day. So, you know, to do a small run yeah. and then trying to fit, fit out those runs and the work involved, I know a lot of them just go, I don't want anything to do with them. We just want our big productions, they can make them price effective and all that stuff. So yeah. I get it now. But at the yeah. time I was like, why doesn't anyone take me on? I did find someone and because I had that, that's when I started to go, okay, I can respond to these global emails and go, 
yes, I can do yes. this. Yeah. And I also always say yes. I've got to tell you, that's one of my kind of strategies. Even though I think yeah, I'm yes, going to do it, I always say yes. And then I go, well, right, how am I going to do that? Yeah, that's the quality of a true entrepreneur. You know, you're, they say you're building the plane as you're flying it off the cliff. You that's say it. yes and then work it out later. You know, yeah. and, and I actually see that happening a lot. It's, it's sometimes, I mean, you just wouldn't turn down any opportunity because you can see the dollar signs and you can see, you know, how great it's going to be to build up your business. But then there's always that scary part of the logistics of how am I going to, you know, manage this, especially when it's customs in other countries and shipping and handling fees yeah. and um, export and, and just getting it into stores, which, you know, there's, there's a lot of things people have to take into consideration. Absolutely. Um, and it can be quite a challenge, can't it, you know, to sort of go through um, that. So I'm sure that you've got pl probably plenty of stories of Absolutely. things that have not always gone to plan like most... Um, like most business owners, but when you're scaling up on such a big, big volume and, and such a big scale so quickly, you know, would you always recommend to say yes and then work it out later? Yeah, you know, that's my nature. That's the way I work. So yes, yes, but, you know, I would make sure that you have some kind of, you know, look for a mentor that's done it. If you're someone that's okay. getting in that position, I did contact a lot of people just to have quick little conversations, you know, whatever I can gain from someone else. I was, again, I was pretty lucky because I got approached by Anthropology in the US. Do, do you know that store? Yeah, so that yes, amazing. I've been in it in New York. Yeah. yeah, I love them. I love them. So I, I yeah. got approached by them a couple of years ago now. And they had a, a export team because they were used to bringing in stuff from all over the world. Not necessarily food, though, but but we worked together on that. And so they had a customs team that it really taught me about how to get through customs. And then, of course, mm -hmm. I I'm I love YouTube, so I always go on there when I need anything asked. You know, if I need to understand, especially the US customs uh, are very strict, and there's a lot of paperwork yeah. you need. So, you know, I'd watch yeah. YouTube um, videos on how to do the exporting. I contacted Austrade because Austrade there to help help you. So I would say this yeah, is what's going that's on. That's a great one. Great resource. And they weren't, you know, they weren't uh, the initial shipment to um, anthropology wasn't an outrageous one. It was like a five, six thousand dollar US one. So it was an it was mm. a risk that I took it on I thought you know what if something goes wrong I lose five six thousand it, it sounds bad yeah. but it's not like it just I'm gonna learn mm. and luckily nothing yeah. did did go wrong but also I learned a lot about what happens in that process so for example uh, every country most countries that I've had to deal with um, will have different requirements on the labeling so the US mm -hmm. we have US tubes we have different tubes that go to the US and we have here mm. so that's another lot of money that you've got to set set aside so you can't use the tube no, we no. can't use the packaging that we've got now we have to make i have to order different packaging for the us and you know that's for that specifically for the us 
Yeah, yeah. So you've got to have that done. Um, well, there's minimum order quantities, like you said, for printing and then exactly. more cost, isn't there? Yes, exactly. more outlay. Mm. You, it's those risks that you've got to make. A, you've got to make that decision and go, is this going to, uh, if I, so the US was something that I thought, yes, it's, it's worth it because if, even if, if that dries out with, um, with those places, there's enough places that I will get interest from that I'll be able to use the tubes. You know, it'll work. Um, there are countries like uh, in Singapore, they have to put on their, they actually stick la labels on top of mine. I mean, mm. Dubai, they stick labels on yeah. top of mine. Um, yeah. The US is particularly strict. They don't like stickers put on the top of them. They want the tubes done right. So, and you, know, and you don't want, right. the thing is, if you get your, your parcels stopped at customs ever, then you're going to have this little red mark next to your name. And the next time it comes through, <laughs> they're going to go through it even more. Yes. So you have to be yes. really, really um, careful. Stringent. Uh, yeah, careful. And, yeah. And you know what? You can get people, you can get a broker. You can get a broker in Australia that will help you do it. I, of course, am mm -hmm. always about learning myself, which sometimes is stupid. <laughs> I sure got through. And so, you know, we've had, we actually haven't had much trouble in the exporting, like customs, I've, I, I think that I probably overdo the pay paperwork. I put everything in. Um, and also mm -hmm. when it's something like food, you need to have an FDA certified yes, uh, manufacturer. Yeah. And I've done that. Mm -hmm. I've had the manufacturer that I, that's here um, get that certification, mm -hmm. which I've had to pay for because they don't need it. So I've gone... If I pay for the certification, will you allow for the inspection to come through? And they go, yeah, sure. So there's a lot of yeah, yeah. costs in doing it. But yeah, because yeah. one of those big countries that I really want to hit, I kind of, yes. I'm, just, yeah. I'm just doing it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. It's, it's such an enormous opportunity to tap into such a huge... Po hugely populated country. I mean, in the state of Texas, it's a population of 30 million. I mean, Australia has, uh, what, 24 million in yeah. our whole country. Yeah. So in and terms California, of uh, opportunities. I think California is like yeah. 60 million. So like even California yes. alone, if I could just master that area, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just concentrate on that. I mean, you know, you're you're looking at doubling the the population size in Australia alone just by tapping into into yeah. California. Um, and it's yeah, there's so many fabulous opportunities there. So it's really really exciting. So one of the things that I hear a lot of product based entrepreneurs mention is the fear of letting go, and entrusting others to help create their product at a larger scale without losing the quality and the love behind it. So is that something you, you were ever concerned about, Chinzia? You know what? You get you don't care after a while, letting go, <laughs> you want to let go. Otherwise you don't sleep at night. I mean my the fortunate thing is that I have certified organic ingredients. So the quality of the product is is good, right? But when yeah. You, as soon as you go from working at home and making things at home and then moving into a manufacturer, your ingredients, your recipe changes. And this is because mm. when you're doing it at home, like for example, in my case, 
you know, I'd use a certain amount of coconut oil and to th stick things to, together and I'd be blending things in a certain way. And, and when you convert that to a, a larger machine, large machinery that are burning away, like they're turning away and, and they get hot, you, you have to reduce some of your ingredients. The way, Like you can't yeah. have as much coconut oil in it as you did when you were hand rolling because the, the machine yeah. is heating everything up. So you need to like reduce. There's, there's all sorts of things when it comes to moving into a manufacturer that's not the same as the way you do it. So you need to let go of that. What you can yeah. keep on top of is make sure the taste is right and make sure that the ingredients the quality of the ingredients are, are right, which, like I said, because yeah. I'm certified organic, I feel that that is staying true. But you, yeah. eventually, you eventually want to give the responsibility of making it to someone else when your jobs <laughs> are a million. Well, you know, I've got, I've got so many jobs, so many hats that I wear. I want people that my manufacturer to be responsible for doing what their job is and I don't want to be on top of them yes. what's going you know I, you exactly. do want ultimately to have a team of people that work for you and or that you have as suppliers that do their job correctly and so you don't have to worry about it yeah, it's an extension of your your business when you recruit and have a team, whether it be, you know, a virtual assistant or whether it be, um, you know, outsourcing your large-scale manufacturing, um, anything like that. They become part of your business unit. But in order for you to be able to scale up, you do have to outsource. Like you said, you could not simply be able to produce anything like that all these size orders that you've, you've got, um, you know, with you you and your daughter, you know, working in the business and trying to do that. So you, you do need to let go in order to scale okay. up, absolutely. which I just absolutely love. Yeah, you, no, know? you have to, you have to because uh, you're not going to scale up. And there is that level when, when you, like Lana and I pushed it right up until we, we kind of did everything for quite a long time. And, and then mm -hmm. we got to the point where we were like, you know, we need a break, we need a break. And, and that's when we started going, all right, what can we let go of? What can't we let go of? And we yeah. let go of things bit by, by bit. So I have to say your Instagram following is huge, more than 48,000 followers and your images are all so beautiful. I especially love the before and after photos of your smoothies with the ingredients to add to the smoothie bombs. Do you do yeah. that yourself? I yeah, do. Oh, I do. I do it. I do it with my. I literally make do them. Take the photos with my um, iPhone. I use Canva. Canva's awesome. Wow. So yes. have you used Canva? Love so Canva. I literally use Canva, and uh, I do those posts. And I think you know because we were st like we we've been around for nine years and. A lot of the time, a lot of our job as the smoothie bombs is is educating the customer about what they actually are. So in when people see the tubes, they don't, if it's the first time you've ever, ever seen it, a lot of time people think that there's like a drink inside there, that the smoothie's inside <laughs> of it. Yeah, and so, yeah. And even though we say it so many times, I'm like, you know what, I need to start making images that are really clear and that's why... In those shots, I've got the tube there, the packet open. You can see a packet 
and and this is what goes in to make a smoothie and this is what what the end result is and they've been really successful those photos that you're mentioning have been really successful um and about the the instagram see we started because we have been around for nine years we started out in 2011 2012 where instagram was a very different beast to what it is now like now Gaining uh, <laughs> is very hard. Very, in fact, we've lost. I've, I've got my own. I've got uh, my own personal one as a nutrition darling, and I've even mm. and that I've got twenty five thousand there. But I used to have thirty. So it, wow. the actual numbers have gone down, even a little bit yeah. with smoothie bombs, but not so much. But but um, they've been cleaning up a lot of the the uh, accounts and i agree and so yeah i agree it is it is incredibly hard to gain um new followers now unless you're a an, like a well-known influencer that will bring that those numbers in but i think the the thing that we have to concentrate on now with things like instagram is to really try and bring your voice more than ever and be you more than ever. Because, yeah. um, yeah. you, you, you know, two, three years ago, you would, you'd go through Instagram and so many of people's account, accounts looked the same. They, you know, yeah. they, it went through a burst and it was fantastic and then it kind of just plateaued. And I think we're coming out of that plateau now and because people are going... I'm just going to post what I want to post yeah. and not kind of fit, not make it look. So, I mean, as a brand, you do have to make it look be- beautiful. But I think, you know, incorporating more colour, incorporating more personality at the moment mm-hmm. is much more important than having this beautiful account. Yeah. And I hear, I went to a, um, an event talking Instagram and influencers and some of them, like you said, have got phenomenal numbers. Of, of but the algorithms change it's now got a lot harder you can't buy um followers you know the vanity followers you know to increase things that's all sort yeah. of changed a lot now but they were saying yeah. you know stories it stories now seems to be the way to capture uh you, you know new followers um, and yeah. get the engagement happening with using the stories um, then they will click through into your feed and your feed is more about um, you know, selling a product, you know, showcasing the product. But people want to see behind the scenes. They want to see a bit yeah. of mum life. You know, they want to get to know yeah. the person behind the brand because, as you said, you know, people are following you because they like you and they want to connect and they want to do business. People do business with people. That's what I always say. Um, and, yeah. you know, they want to actually get to know who's behind the brand, you know, and, You've got that story as well, which is fabulous, you know, about getting your daughter to have a healthy breakfast. And we, we and run the business it. together. Oh. Like, Lana's in the business with me. So whenever we do stuff, you, she's she's there. Like, you get to see that we're, yeah. we're real. You're a team and you're a real. And, yeah, and the videos are funny. If um, if any of the listeners haven't seen them, um, and, you know, take a look at the Smoothie Bombs on Insta and um, on your website. They are really quite entertaining. Um I love them. So would you say it's important to have a team who is just as passionate about nutrition and customer service as you are? Because clearly you're doing something right. You've won so many awards for both product innovation, 
customer service and I see even uh, Koshi's Business Builders Senior yes. Australia's Favourite Family Business Award in 2008. So fabulous. Yeah. So congrats on yeah. that. Yeah, no, that, that's been great. Look, I think customer service, if you're someone that's starting a business, the one, one take home from this, if anything at all, is to be very, very good at customer service because there's so mm. much noise out there when it comes oh, to yeah. you know, brands going, hello, hello, hello me. And the only way you're going to get through to your customer is to make them know that you're listening to yeah. them. Now, we do that yeah. through social media. Like uh, we've got a Facebook group that is fantastic. Mm. We get as soon as you buy oh. from us, we send you a link saying, hey, come and talk to us there. We do a smoothie every day. Film it, no. talk to the camera. They get to see me and, and, and Lana. And that has had an incredible result over mm -hmm. our branding and building up our, what we have because customers can actually talk to us. I mean, what brand do you know, it, like if you think about it, that you actually talk to the owner? There's not that many. Like it's starting to get more that. like that. They can actually come in and go, hey, I really love that flavour. Or, hey, I'm, I'm allergic to banana. You've got a lot of recipes that have got banana. What else can I do? And I will talk to them within five, ten minutes of them putting up that, that post. You know, that sort yeah. of contact with the, with, with the customers is, is yeah. priceless because then yeah. they feel connected. Listen. They feel like they're, they're part of the brand with you. I use that group, uh, the, my Facebook group, to help me with developing products. Sometimes I'll call out to them and go, hey, look, I'm looking at uh, coming up with a, a new flavour. What flavours would you like? I mean, that's, that's yeah. market research with your customers. Like, it's fantastic. When I look at uh, what's made us really successful, especially in the last 12 months, it is definitely the fact that we can talk to our customers the way we yeah. do. It, that we've got access yeah. to to them, the fact that we can um, they can come in and tell us whatever they they like, and we we will be there and help them through whatever challenge they've got. A lot of the times they're wanting to lose weight, or and you know, and they've got yeah. me. They've got me to talk talk to. Any offering up stuff and not not always charging you know that's the other thing sometimes it's too much there's a fine line though because you have to charge for your your time but i think at the same yeah. time you have to show your customers that you are, are the real thing and that you genuinely want them to do well and and that's what they yeah. see from from us and once you've done yeah. that once they can see that then they're going to be loyal. They're going to be loyal to you because you're not trying to just sell a product. You're telling them that they can join you on this lifestyle, and 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 you're you're yeah. there with with them, and they love it. You know, so yeah, definitely, I would definitely say that we're in a new time. You know, when it comes to business, I feel sorry for a lot of bricks and mortar stores now because I think. The, the whole, you know, e-commerce is such a power force. We've pulled out of a lot of stores and are now doing more online. That's, that's to me, that's, that's what's going to make a good business moving forward. Like you've got to be able to talk to the customer. Mums and dad stores that have got bricks and mortar that are going, what's going on? How come people aren't walking in our doors? They're going to have to learn about how to create some sort of 
community within what the people that walk in, like the, the stores that are in areas that are in country towns where they have, they're in touch with their community, they're going to be all right. It's the ones that, that don't think about, you know, when they're not thinking about that the customer's important, when they're just going, yeah. we're stocking it all up, come in, and when they're not providing that extra service, I worry about them because I think they're going to be in lots of trouble. Yeah, I think you're right. I think with the digital age that we have now, it's just so easy to, um, you know, be an online business and it's very scalable. Um, you don't have yes. to have the, the overheads and the risk of a bricks and mortar and waiting for people to come to you. You can drive traffic to your website. You can nurture a, like yeah. a, a club like what you've got on Facebook um, and you can hear directly from the horse's mouth what it is that they would really love. And the great thing is, is that you can validate that and say, we're going to test this out. We've taken a vote, had a poll. Um, we have this feedback. Yeah. We're taking it on board and we, and we listen and we would like to actually um, test this or we're going to sample and put it out and we're going to offer it to you first to buy. Um, in the That's market, right. exactly and, what I and do. I, exactly what I, I, yeah. I do, and that I, makes I a big it. difference. Yeah. They they feel they feel like the brand is their their brand, and it makes it makes yeah. such a difference to how they're gonna and they they become very loyal and they'll defend you and because they know that that you're there for them as well. You know, it makes it yeah. makes a big difference to business. Well, that's what makes your business so successful and a standout, I think, because your secret ingredient has been that you have provided that top level of customer service and you've never swayed from that integrity um, of listening yeah. and standing behind your brand um, and, and truly believing in what, what it is you're doing to help solve people's problems. Like you mentioned, if it's for weight loss, lifestyle, um, nutrition, I mean, there's loads yeah. of kids that go to it's school without eating breakfast. How many how many food brands have you seen that the the owner and and the daughter is sitting there drinking the actual product that they have? <laughs> actually, when you look at brands of food, they they hire models or they hire someone else. Like it's not the actual owner that's drinking the the product. No. Believe yeah. me, I've looked, and they're not around. Yeah. The actual the people yeah. who actually make it. To, I'm not showing pictures of them you using it. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're not, but they'll get you know like a, <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're not as attractive as you and uh, you and Lana <laughs> on camera. They hire these like young, healthy-looking girls drinking. It's like, but but that's I look at that and go, that's not me. That's yeah, not, that's not my average I, customer. Me. Yeah, so my average customer is me. It's like a mum that's got teen teenage kids or, or older, and and they're you know the marketing is not talking to them out there. Whereas mine is. Mine's going. I see you. I think it's really important to know who your customer is, so that you cater the way you do your marketing to talk to them, because a lot yes. of people out there with brands aren't doing that. And so, you know, your customer needs to hear that you're talking directly to them and that you know what their problems are and therefore yeah. they can trust you by coming into that, that community. 
Yeah, it resonates with them and they just know that they have to buy your product. It's all been so wonderful, Tinsia. I love your story and I love what you stand for. And I, you know, take my hat off to you and congratulate you for all the success of Smoothie Bombs. If anyone, any of the listeners are wanting to purchase, can you share your web link so that they can actually go online and, and do a purchase? Absolutely. We are at uh, thesmoothiebombs.com. Instagram is thesmoothiebombs.com and Facebook as well. I think for anyone who's wanting to adopt um, and try out if they're new, if they're not already part of your nurtured Facebook members group, I think that, you know, once they sign up and make an order and get that invitation, I think that they really love being part of that community. They'll be able to get lots of great information. They've got you and Lana, access to you and Lana to, you know, answer any questions the they might have. Every month we do a 14-day smoothie challenge where we'll give you a, a, a recipe book of 14 smoothies and you do them with us we do them every day wow. we do a video a live video talk about the the benefits of that particular smoothie so and that's that's called the smoothie bomb squad so that's our, our little oh, facebook nice. group so you get you can it. either join it prior but you'll get a link once you buy from us to to come yeah in once you buy yeah Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Thanks so much for being here today um, with us, Tinsia. And, well, everyone, I hope you found today's chat as exciting as I did. If you missed anything or you'd like to go back and revisit Tinsia's story about smooth, the smoothie bombs and any advice, again, in more detail that she gave, you can click on the link to download today's show notes and get a copy of everything we talked about today in your email inbox. It's time for me to say goodbye and I will see you in the next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.